the Texas Books Podcast, a bi-weekly broadcast for Texas readers, authors, and poets, brought to you by Quarter March Media. Welcome to the Texas Books Podcast. This is our debut episode on June 26, 2019. I'm Carrie Farrell Foley, and I'm so excited to be starting up this resource for Texas readers, authors, and poets. I'll be back every two weeks to update you on the latest Texas book releases, book-related events, I'll give you some book reviews, and more. If you'd like to get involved with the podcast, if you have a book or event or a news item you'd like me to feature, please feel free to email me at info at quartermarchmedia.com. Which brings me to my first order of business, which is to inform you that the Texas Books Podcast is brought to you by quartermarchmedia.com. Quartermarch is a new independent publisher founded in Texas and focusing solely on Texas writings and writers. We are currently accepting submissions in several categories, including completed literary novel manuscripts. Since launching earlier this year, we've received some great novel submissions, and we're seeking the perfect manuscript to release as our flagship novel. We are also seeking genre fiction for what we're calling our Beach Read series. So if you've been trying to place your romance, horror, or mystery novel, or even a novella with a publisher, please consider submitting your manuscript with us. Finally, you can dust up those Texas-inspired short stories and poems for the inaugural Keep Texas Salty Anthology. This anthology is scheduled for publication in early 2020 and is inspired by life on the Texas Gulf Coast. So for all of you writers out there listening, please check out quartermarchmedia.com if you'd like us to consider your work for publication. now for your latest Texas book news. Those of us looking forward to the Texas Book Festival coming up in October were recently treated to a sneak peek of the author lineup for the festival. Among the stellar authors who will be attending, Alexander Chi, author of Queen of the Night, Sandra Cisneros, author of The House on Mango Street, Chloe Benjamin, author of The Immortalists, and Tayari Jones, author of An American Marriage. You can check out more of the authors included in this sneak peek lineup at the Texas Book Festival website. Author, critic, and University of Texas professor Bill Graham passed away last Saturday at the age of 79. Considered by many to be the foremost expert on Texas film, literature, and pop culture, Graham also served as a writer-at-large for Texas Monthly Magazine. Graham's books include No Name on the Bullet, a biography of Audie Murphy, Cowboys and Cadillacs, How Hollywood Looks at Texas, and Kings of Texas, the 150-year saga of an American ranching family. His 2018 book, Giant, Elizabeth Taylor, Rock Hudson, James Dean, Edna Ferber, and the making of a legendary American film landed on several best books of Texas lists. Graham, a famous curmudgeon, was remembered by author Lawrence Wright, who said, quote, He savored life and literature, especially the art of the Southwest. 
his singular critical judgment was always tuned to his mischievous personality, so you never knew what to expect. He kept you off guard with his trenchant remarks and a sudden wallop of humor, end quote. As Texans, we know that our stories and our state can have universal appeal. This point was proven once again by the success of W.F. Strong's book, Stories of Texas, which is now sold out twice on Amazon. Strong, a University of Texas Rio Grande Valley professor, says of his book, it is essentially a love letter to Texas. Based on his radio program, W.F. Strong's book features tales on everything from Whataburger to Judge Roy Bean, and it is truly bringing Texas to the world. Congratulations to Professor Strong and his brilliant success with this collection. A new independent bookseller opened for business in Fort Worth last week. Commonplace Books, originally founded in Oklahoma City, opened a year-long pop-up bookstore project at 1701 River Run, with the goal of becoming a gathering spot not just for reading, but for discussion and community. Founder Ben Knuckles said, quote, I think we're really missing what the current generation is longing for. They don't just want experiences, they want connection. Books are a unique and powerful medium to connect people with one another, end quote. Though the initial opening is intended to be only for one year, Commonplace Books is already exploring options to make their presence in the Dallas-Fort Worth area a permanent one. The Indie Awards, presented by book review journal Forward Reviews, were announced this week, recognizing the best 2018 books published by independent and small presses, as well as self-published books. Texas winners included Redoblos by Octavia Solis, who won the silver in adult nonfiction, autobiography, and memoir. Mine by Sarah Viren, who won the silver in adult nonfiction essays. This Little Piggy Went to the Liquor Store by A.K. Turner, who won the silver in adult nonfiction, Humor. Greed on Trial by Teresa Barda, who won gold in adult nonfiction, Political and Social Sciences. When the Uncertainty Principle Goes to Eleven by Philip Moriarty, who won gold in adult nonfiction, Science. Leica's Window by Kurt Castle, who won silver in adult nonfiction, Science and Hearts Unbroken by Cynthia Leitich-Smith, who won silver in young adult fiction. Our heartfelt congratulations to all these wonderful Texas writers. We're calling this recurring segment of the show Texas Indie Reads, in which we will discuss a book by an independent Texas author that we think that you should be reading. The first book we've chosen to feature is Vortex by Kimberly Packard. From the cover, constant spinning, round and round and round, temperatures rise and fall from stifling heat to chilling cold. Emotions run high in anticipation of what will happen next. There's a fine line between surviving a tornado and falling in love. A close encounter with a tornado during the final months of her doctoral studies jogs a lost memory to the surface. Desperate to relive the vision and find answers, storm chaser Elena Adams continually puts her safety at risk by placing herself in the path of dangerous storms. When betrayal strikes, 
Elena is forced to pair up with Robert Tucker. Tuck owns a storm chasing tour and only cares about two things, chasing tornadoes and making his next buck. Seth Maddox was climbing his way to the top as the star meteorologist for the forecast channel, but an embarrassing outburst on camera sent his career on a downward spiral. Hoping to reignite his career with a promising field assignment, he meets Elena and a different kind of flame sparks. Family secrets surface and passions explode in this twister of a tale. Vortex is a story of family, love, identity, and determination set against the thrilling backdrop of Tornado Alley. Kimberly Packard's previous book, Phoenix, was awarded the best debut book of 2013 by the Texas Association of Writers. Now, for me, it is difficult to read this book and not draw parallels to the 1990s blockbuster film Twister. Like the movie, we follow a determined yet haunted heroine who seeks to advance her field of science while simultaneously exercising her own emotional demons. As the pages of this book abound with carefully timed revelations, it is difficult to review it without giving away too much. But I will say that the paths that Elena, Tuck, and Seth take are often wrought with tension as well as passion. Kimberly Packard has created a howling storm of a book here, which you will want to tear through with tornadic speed. Grab your calendars and a sturdy pencil as we're about to take you through the can't-miss book and author events coming up around Texas. Pulitzer Prize and National Book Award winner Colson Whitehead will appear in Austin presenting his newest book, The Nickel Boys, on Tuesday, July 23rd. Based on the real story of a reform school in Florida that operated for 111 years and warped the lives of thousands of children, The Nickel Boys dramatizes another strand of American history through the story of two boys sentenced to a hellish reform school. Colson Whitehead made a couple of tour stops with this new book earlier this year, but if you missed those events, this is your chance to see one of the most renowned living authors. The event will be held at First Baptist Church of Austin at 7 p.m., and tickets are available now. For all of you West Texas writers out there, a series of workshops presented by the Tumblewords Project is coming up in July. Called Confessions of a Native Son, Four Workshops on the Writing of Fiction, it will be a series of workshops by Carlos Nicolas Flores at the El Paso Public Library main branch. The first workshop, on July 6th, will be entitled In Search of Ghosts in Paso del Norte, in which Flores will read a selection from his short story, Yellow Flowers, after which participants will write in responses. Flores plans to also discuss characterization in terms of setting, ghosts versus demons, and Elaine Robb Grillitz's lessons on writing the, quote, new novel. July 13th brings, Why Don't You Write Something Positive? When Flores will read a selection of Our House on Hueco, a YA novel followed by his participants writing and reading aloud in response. Flores plans to mention history as character, the silenced self, and the enduring presence of Octavio Paz in Chicano literature. The July 20th session, 
a trivial satire for serious readers in which Flores will read a selection from Sex as a Political Condition, a border novel, followed by the participants writing and reading aloud. Flores hopes to address the writing of political satire, ideology as a protagonist and antagonist, and the cultural wars on the Mexican-American border. And finally, July 27th and the workshop entitled Work in Progress, Existentialism and Future Landscapes. After reading a selection from The Pillars of Creation, A Work in Progress, participants will write and read aloud in response. There will be mention of writing the short novel as long-term strategy, the search for the postmodernist god amid the cartel wars, and Hart Crane's influence on border literature. As of this week, the Texas Shakespeare Festival is officially underway in Kilgore, Texas. So for all of you play lovers out there, you'll have a chance to see As You Like It, Othello, Into the Woods, and more. And if you don't live near Kilgore, don't fret. The festival will be hitting the road later this year in October and November with productions of Julius Caesar and A Midsummer Night's Dream. July is almost upon us, and with it comes the annual Poetry Society of Texas Conference in Denton, Texas. With everything from open mics to workshops to keynote speakers, such as Texas Poet Laureates Carla Morton and Alan Berkelbach, this conference should definitely be on the calendar of every Texas poet and poetry enthusiast. Now we'll stop into our Texas Essentials book review segment. This is when we highlight a book that we consider to be essential reading for any Texas bibliophile. Our first selection here is a book so quintessentially and famously Texan that it is read and studied far outside the state lines. Goodbye to a River by John Graves is part creative narrative, part environmental outcry, and completely Texan at heart. In the 1950s, a series of dams was proposed along the Brazos River in north-central Texas. For John Graves, this project meant that if the stream's regimen was thus changed, the beautiful and sometimes brutal surrounding countryside would also change, as would the lives of the people whose rugged ancestors had eked out an existence there. Graves therefore decided to visit that stretch of the river, which he had known intimately as a youth. Goodbye to a River is his account of that farewell canoe voyage. As he braves rapids and fatigue and the fickle autumn weather, he muses upon old blood feuds of the region and violent skirmishes with native tribes and retells wild stories of courage and cowardice and deceit that shaped both the river's people and the land during frontier times and later. Nearly half a century after its initial publication, Goodbye to a River is a true American classic, a vivid narrative about an exciting journey and a powerful tribute to a vanishing way of life and its ever-changing natural environment. This book resides proudly on my essential Texas reading shelf as it is universally appealing and its brilliant writing style makes it accessible and interesting, not only to Texas bibliophiles, but anyone with an interest in the environment, creative nonfiction, or memoir. And finally, 
It's time to tell you about the latest Texas book releases that you won't want to miss. New from TCU Press, The Star of the Telegram, the cartoons of Harold Maples. This coffee table book takes a look back at some of the most interesting and engaging drawings by Harold Maples, the longtime political cartoonist for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. A native-born Texan, Maples was a staple in Fort Worth for decades and was loved by his community as he was by his die-hard fans. Political cartoons are excellent teachers of history, and readers will be amazed at how succinctly Maples boiled down complex ideas into simple and amusing drawings. As much as his skill is evident, his humor, kind-hearted nature shows through in every one of his cartoons. Frisco author and columnist Revis Z. Wortham released a new Texas historical thriller, Hawk's Target, on June 25th. This is the latest installment in his Sunny Hawk series. From the cover, judge, jury, executioner. One man is taking the law into his own hands. His targets are criminals who slipped through the justice system. From California to Texas, this relentless avenger hunts down the unpunished and sentences them to death. But now he's on Sunny Hawk's turf. A Texas Ranger committed to his job, Hawk will not abide vigilante justice, especially where innocents are in the line of fire. The trail of bodies stretches across the Lone Star State to the most savage clan East Texas has ever seen, and Hawk is the only one who can stop them. Author Jeffrey Deaver describes Wortham's books as Elmore Leonard meets James Lee Burke. Sounds like a thrill to me. University of Texas Press recently released a collection of the best of Sarah Bird entitled Recent Studies Indicate. When Sarah Bird arrived in Austin in 1973 in pursuit of a boyfriend who was, quote, hotter than lava, she found an abundance of inspiration for storytelling. For example, her sweetheart left her for Scientology, but she got to taste a morsel of Linda Bird Johnson's poorly preserved wedding cake as a temp worker at the LBJ library. Sarah Bird went on to write 10 acclaimed novels and contribute hundreds of articles to publications coast to coast, developing a signature voice that combines laser-sharp insight with irreverent, wickedly funny prose in the tradition of Molly Ivins and Nora Ephron. The Texas Chronicle by Mark Shipworth will be available July 10th. Journey through more than 100 key moments in the incredible history of Texas using a six-foot-long fold-out timeline. Dive deeper into more than 40 newspaper-style articles written as if the events had just happened. Informative and entertaining, the Texas Chronicles reveals the remarkable people and events that have shaped the Lone Star State. Texas powerhouse Charlene Harris' latest book, An Easy Death, is out now in paperback. The beloved number one New York Times bestselling author of the Sookie Stackhouse series, the inspiration for HBO's True Blood, and the Midnight Crossroads trilogy, adapted for NBC's Midnight Texas, has written a taut new thriller, the first in the Gunny Rose series, centered on a young, gun-slinging mercenary, Elizabeth Rose. Set in a fractured United States in the southwestern country, now known as Texoma, a world where magic is acknowledged but mistrusted, especially by a young gunslinger named Elizabeth Rose. 
battered by a run across the border to Mexico, Elizabeth takes a job offer from a pair of Russian wizards to be their local guide and gunny. For the wizards, Gunny Rose has already acquired a fearsome reputation, and they're at a desperate crossroad, even if they won't admit it. I haven't gotten around to reading this one myself just yet, but it's definitely on my need-to-read list. Texas author Julie Keibler will release her new book, Home for Airing and Outcast Girls, on July 28th. In turn of the 20th century Texas, the Barachaw Home for the Redemption and Protection of Erring Girls is an unprecedented beacon of hope for young women consigned to the dangerous poverty of the streets by birth, circumstance, or personal tragedy. Built in 1903 on the dusty outskirts of Arlington, a remote dot between Dallas and Fort Worth's red light districts, the progressive home bucks public opinion by offering faith, training, and rehabilitation to prostitutes, addicts, unwed mothers, and ruined girls without forcibly separating mothers from children. When Lizzie Bates and Maddie McBride meet there, one sick and abused but desperately clinging to her young daughter, the other jilted by the beau who fathered her ailing son, they form a friendship that will see them through unbearable loss, heartbreak, difficult choices, and ultimately diverging paths. A century later, Kate Sutton, a reclusive university librarian uncovers the hidden histories of the two troubled women as she stumbles upon the cemetery on the home's former grounds and begins to comb through its archives in her library. Pulled by an indescribable connection, what Kate discovers about their stories leads her to confront her own heartbreaking past and to reclaim the life she thought she'd let go forever. With great pathos and powerful emotion resonance, Home for Erring and Outcast Girls explores the dark roads that lead us to ruin and the paths we take to return to ourselves. Keebler's first book, Calling Me Home, was a runaway success and a book club pick favorite. This about wraps it up for me and this inaugural episode of the Texas Books Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the books featured in this episode, visit our website at www.quartermarchmedia.com podcast and view the show notes. There you'll find links to the titles mentioned in the show. The music in today's episode was A Stranger's Map of Texas by Michael Chapman and the Woodpiles, and you can find it on freemusicarchive.org. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, follow us on social media at Quarter March Media for our latest episodes and our own publishing news. If you have an event, a book, or a news item that you would like me to feature, please contact me, Carrie Farrell Foley, via info at Quarter March Media, or just hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Keep reading, keep writing, and keep creating.